by your nature, I yeah. feel neglect. That's, yeah, I know. Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of people do. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father because he has no clue. Hey guys, so today it's a bit of a different episode. I don't have my dad here because we're in a fight. I'm just going to I'm just going to outright say it. I don't even know if it's a fight. We had an argument, we haven't spoken, and to be honest, I don't really know when we're going to speak again, not in a dramatic way, but in the way of like I I don't know. I really in our history, every time other time this has happened, it's been a minute, and so I don't know if this episode is going to be the first of a break or if we will make amends. And I debated just not doing an episode and waiting for things to blow over and record again. But as I've always wanted to stay true to the premise of the podcast, which is sharing our journey, being transparent, showing you the good times and the bad, the funny, but also the struggle. I want to stay on track and keep up with the premise of teaching my dad how to be a father but also mending our relationship. And right now we have hit a hiccup. So I guess this episode is going to be a bit more of a journal entry. I normally put this kind of stuff on my Patreon, but because I don't know when we're going to record again, I figure I may as well be honest. And goddamn, I hope there's a happy ending. I'm sure there will be. But you know, when you get into a conflict or a argument and you're not talking like sometimes I just don't see the other side and it's really hard for me to keep going and be happy and I had to take a couple days to be emotional and process my thoughts in order to have not such a reactionary episode I guess you could say I did debate taking a break and waiting till things blow over but because this is part of the podcast and part of what we're trying to build and the premise I need to stay on track. And so that means that I'm about to record the hardest episode I've ever had to record because this is going to be very vulnerable and also like reliving guck, you know, which is, I guess what I've been doing this whole entire time. So this is what happened and I'm going to try and be as unbiased (laughs) as possible. I've been watching so much Friends and they always do like those throwback episodes where they'll like put in clips from past episodes to remind you of like what has happened or throwbacks. And I'm actually going to do that with this podcast because there were a lot of things that were said on earlier episodes that are not continuing to happen. I'll tell you one thing. I've definitely procrastinated sitting down and recording this episode. That is 100% for sure. But here we go. Now, if you didn't listen to the last episode, my dad and I talked about how I've been having a hard time getting a hold of him. And although I brought it up with him in a lighthearted way, it has been something that I have been struggling with and that I have found exhausting. So I tried to get a hold of him on his birthday at Christmas time, and he wasn't really getting back to me. And not that I think that this is like a in an unloving way. It's just he's become aloof again. And as he likes to call it, the enigma man. So here's what we talked about last episode, just to give you a little recap about 
where we stood. Well, where I thought we stood. I texted you and you didn't oh, text that. me back. Yeah. And you said, yeah, I saw it. I'm like, then text me back. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I saw it. I'm like, oh my God. Because I know uh, I sent uh, you a text and you look at it and then you're going around your going around your house to picking up poop from a dog. Do, 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 do. But I'm over here like, okay. Actually, I was outside. Okay. What were you doing? Um, tanning? <laughs> actually, yeah. But then, but then somebody else called, and that was an intense deal. And then I just got, I forgot. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Dad, we got to work on this. This whole reading my text, not texting me back thing is not okay. This is the third time we've talked about it yeah. in the last three episodes. I called you when you had COVID to check in. You wouldn't write me back. That's fine. I got it. But when it's a schedule, okay, let's go. Let you know what we're gonna go back to some old texts. Oh, let's not. We're gonna no. Not. We are gonna go back to this one text. Hi, Dad. I just called to say happy birthday. Hey, Nicole. I didn't hear the phone ring. I'm driving. <laughs> I'll be home in an hour. Thank you for calling. And then in my head, I'm like, okay. Does that mean he's gonna call me back? Or does that just mean uh, he's letting me know he's home in an hour for no reason because he likes to give me the details of his driving route? It is now 5.33. I said, are you still driving? No, I fell asleep when I got home. <laughs> okay, dad, call me. Like then you wrote that and then I called you to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I said call me back you don't call me back you take a nap I then call you out being like are you still driving as in like call me back and you're like nah I took a nap I am not asking you how your day is going minute by minute I'm like call me back and even still you didn't call me back wow surprising you don't have abandonment issues <laughs> it's like Jesus, fuck. Like, it is pulling teeth again. I'm like, Dad, come on. Why would I want to keep doing it if I'm just chasing my dad to call me back on his goddamn birthday? Okay, so obviously this has been something that has been, you know, building up within me for the last couple of months. And I felt like on the last episode I had gotten through to him at least a little bit. I don't know. That's that's kind of how I feel about this podcast. And I've brought this up before that it feels like we get one step forward and then 12 steps back. And I'm starting to get used to this rhythm, honestly, with our relationship that we may work something out and then it'll turn around and happen again. But I had just been feeling like since November, I guess it's been really hard to get a response from him. And it's like the same frustration that you feel when you you know, try to get a hold of your internet company or your car deal. I don't know why I said car dealer, but like, you know, when you're on hold and you're like, can you just call me back? Can this just be easy? So this had been building up within me and I brought it up and I really thought I made headway, but I guess not. And so anyways, we had planned to record on Monday and he FaceTimed me 
about an hour before we were supposed to talk and said that he wasn't feeling well, that he was really nauseous, which we have heard on the podcast him being like, I don't feel good. I've had a fever and all this kind of stuff. And he did not look good. I was like, you do not look okay. So that was cool. I was like, okay, that's fine. But I was also in the store and then we were talking and he said, oh, I'm flying to New Orleans tomorrow. But then when I get in, I will record with you at like four. And I had a show, but I was like, yes, I'll do four because that's what I do. I prioritize this shit too much. And so anyways, next day comes. It's two o'clock. I haven't heard anything. I figured, well, he landed at one. So he's probably just, you know, getting his stuff together and like sorting himself out. I texted him. Nothing. That's fine. I called him, went straight to machine. I was like, oh, maybe his flight was delayed. Then now it's three. I call him again because, you know, to touch base, it goes straight to machine. I call him at 3.30, straight to machine. And I was like, this is weird. So then I got concerned. But I will say, like, I do get concerned when people fly. I'm always like, they're going to die. The plane's going to crash. If their phone goes straight to machine, that means that they're not okay. It's because I've seen a plane crash. So, like, I'm very dramatic. But then I also thought, like, is he okay? Like, he did not look good yesterday and what if he's, what if something happened and he missed his flight or, you know, I just, I did genuinely get worried. So I, I texted his girlfriend and she got back to me and was like, he's fine. And then my dad FaceTimed me at five 30. I wasn't that frustrated when I, when I picked up because I was like, we can still record. And also I just am used to this happening now beforehand, I used to get really frustrated because I put so much pressure on myself to get these episodes out every Thursday. And then because of the nature of him and our schedule and trying to lock him down, trying to tame the shrew, I said, okay, I'll do it every other week. And I'm sure you've noticed, but now they haven't even been on Thursdays and they've been all over the place. And that is okay. I've, I've thought, you know, this is causing me too much anxiety and too much stress to try and have a proper schedule for when our episode comes out. And I know that's the way people do podcasts and I'm trying to have a normal podcast, but because of my dad, I was like, this isn't going to be the case. So I stopped getting so frustrated and emotional and anxious about him showing up to record because it was becoming very unhealthy. So that's why, as you see, like sometimes it comes out on Sunday. So Anyways, normally I would be like really upset about this kind of stuff and I'm not. I just wanted to get it done. But for me, because the last episode we had talked about how he doesn't get back to me, I was like, this is the same fucking thing. Like you landed, you didn't touch base, you knew that we were supposed to be recording and you haven't even told me anything. I literally just said to you last episode, I said... Oh, we got to make it a code. The code is call me back. The sentence was call me back. That's there needs to be no code for that. Okay. I'll, I'll call you back. And it's still the same thing. So he, he FaceTimes me and he was like, hey, I just got up from a nap. And I was like, okay, I'm a bit shut off and just waiting for him to like say what the next move is. And he goes, okay, I have to call you back. And then he gets off the phone. And so I wait around for five minutes and now I'm kind of like built up, you know, I'm kind of getting like, 
what the fuck? Like, I just, I just have waited for you to like, even tell me you landed. He could have told me he landed and said he couldn't do it because he still doesn't feel good, but just give me something. And I wait around for five minutes, nothing. And then I called him because I was like, I'm not waiting around anymore. I am not, I'm not going to like fucking sit and wait for you to call me back because I don't even trust that you will call me back because for the last three months you haven't. And I keep having to like chase you around to get you to respond to me. And so I called him and then he picked up again. He was like, yeah, I woke up from a nap and I'm just really out of it and I need coffee. And I was like, okay. And then he just kind of like started explaining. He got a bit defensive and was like, sorry, I just, I needed to take a nap without realizing like everything that we've talked about. And he said, I can't read you right now. You look like you're getting emotional. And I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really trying to tell this story without like any bad inflection in my voice and be very neutral, but okay. I guess I'm still emotional about this stuff. So then he was said, you know, you, I can't read you. You look emotional. You look like you're going to cry. And I was like, actually, I think I am. Now I debated saying this because I hate being emotional in front of him because I don't feel like at somebody I can be emotional around, especially when it has to be do with our relationship. And it's very hard for me to feel my feelings in the moment with someone like that. It's embarrassing. I feel like a stupid, gross idiot. That's like a baby. And uh anyways, I just was getting emotional because I was seeing that he hadn't changed and that the same thing that we had just talked about is happening again. And I just cry when I'm frustrated. Honestly, that's just kind of like how it is. So basically because of everything that we had talked about, I felt exhausted from trying to chase him and that I was kind of mourning the fact that he's not going to change. And I failed. And this relationship and the moment felt very impossible because the last couple of months have been so hard. And this part is hard to explain because I don't really want to go through it again. But our dialogue wasn't, it wasn't very nice. It was like me, I started to cry and I just was like, I'm just so exhausted and defeated by trying to get a hold of you. We just talked about this dad and then he got defensive and it just blew up. And like, I was trying to express how I felt. He started, you know, retaliating and getting defensive. And I think because when he is in a stressed out place, he gets very defensive. And now it's like, he takes it that I'm like, you're the worst. But what I'm trying to say is like, hear me. Can you just see me? Can you hear me? Can you be considerate? Like what the fuck? Like I am just so worn down. And in that moment, I honestly was like, I don't know what to do about this relationship. I just wanted to like tap out and be like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore, which is such a fucked up thing to think because it's my goddamn parent. But, you know, my therapist has said to me numerous times, he's been like, you know, you have two choices. One is to accept your dad the way he is and mourn that you can't get the things out of him that you want and you're going to be constantly be chasing for him to love you or two, cut it off. And I'm like, I don't want to cut it off because there's more happy stuff than there is sad. But when it is sad, it fucking hurts. And to express your emotions to someone and them just like shut it out and become defensive is heartbreaking. 
so after that, you know, this kind of like back and forth. And to be honest, I won't, I won't repeat everything that was said because he is not here to defend himself and he is not here to tell his side of the story. So I don't want to make this like just my POV. That's not fair, which is why I'm hesitant to even release this episode because like uh, he can't speak for himself. So I will leave all that out, but I basically ended it being like, okay, I don't want to talk about this right now. You're not in a good place. We shouldn't talk about this. And I'm like crying and I just see like, I'm not going to get through to him. I'm just going to be fighting and like getting my feelings hurt more and more. And he's not hearing me because he's agitated and he just woke up from a nap and he's stressed out about other shit. So I was just like, I'm done. And I hung up on him. I don't even know if he realizes that I hung up on him, but I felt like I hung up on him. <laughs> so dramatic. So then I went, I cried. I processed, I meditated, I went on a walk. I thought I'd be okay. I wasn't okay. God damn, like it's just, you know, I don't even know how my feelings were hurt in what kind of ways. I I just get really frustrated when I'm not seen or heard. That's like my own issue that I have. So I just was tired and worn out and I just have felt that way for the last few months and I feel like I've been, you know, understanding and trying to let him be himself. The problem is my dad is very much like, you can't change. I can't change. I am who I am, which he has said in a few episodes, like here. We all have natures. Yeah, I know. Okay, and And you can't change my nature. Well, no, you're not. It's just not my way to to pose like. But but by your nature, I feel neglect. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so. A lot, of, a lot of people do. Yeah. And then here. People have called me the Enigma Man. You know what that Who? means? Huh? Calls you the Enigma Man. Meaning they just don't know where I'm coming from because I'm just such a hard read, right? And unfortunately, you have a dad like that. Right. And I'm trying, I try always trying to grow, always trying to get become better as a person. You know what I mean? And then we also covered his behavior and my reaction to it and the effect it has on me throughout many different episodes, but things like this were said. And and the underlying resentment that you have, mm-hmm. I can do my best. All I can do is my best, right? Um, right. And be conscious of it, you know? And whether you ever lose that resentment, I'm powerless over that. All I can do is the best I can, but it might not be good enough. And you got to tell me. So it wasn't good enough. And I did tell him. And here we are. We're both hurt. And we haven't talked in pretty much three weeks. Yikes. And even my therapist is like, he can't change. But I guess I just see it where I'm like, but if you know that something's going to hurt me, it's just consideration. Like if someone is waiting on you, text them back, like just communicate, just communicate. That's all it is. And instead, I just feel like I'm being forgotten about. So the next day I woke up to a text message where he said, I hate that we argued. I have to do all these things. And then, you know, I'm sorry that it happened. And I was like, wait a sec. We talked about how we're not going to text this kind of stuff. We have had many episodes where we talk about not texting, like here. Here's the deal. Texting. Yeah. Let me be the dad. Okay. 
just be quiet for now. Okay. Sit there and just okay. That's 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 a dad thing. All right. Texting and emailing suck because there is no intonation in a text or in you can't read a, the intent of a person in a text or an email and here between you and me the way our brains work and our dynamic what our dynamic is it's not a good idea to uh text serious emotional stuff because it can be really easily misinterpreted or things that you know might be a trigger for me don't text them and here well this is a two this is a two-part exercise we both have to work on this and you know you know what it is what communication and i just feel like that's us going backwards again can i expect him to remember all the episodes i guess not but like that's where i get so frustrated that's where i get so exhausted that's where i'm like guys i don't know how long i can keep doing this it's so fun And it's like a great learning experience. And without this podcast, I would never confront him with all these things. I would just sit in my misery and go internal and probably block him out like I did for all those years. But this podcast challenges me to confront him. So he said all this stuff and I just said to him, we agreed that we weren't going to talk about our issues or this conflict through text messages or emails. So I said, call me when you're in a better place. Now I purposefully said, call me because he has also expressed and in our history of our relationship, every time we have gotten in a fight, I am the one to reach out. And this time I will not reach out. That is where I will stand my ground. I am so sick of doing that. And I will say I'm a little bit scared at this moment that I don't know if I stand back and wait for him to reach out if it will ever happen. I really don't. I sound dramatic. I feel dramatic. But we've talked about this on a couple of the other episodes. Like those emails, get- those emails were like taking a, a serious gut punch when I read it. I went, oh, oh. It was like... It it took me two days to recover because I I got into a deep depression. But if you had have addressed me, if you had have just picked up the phone and called me and been like, hey, let's talk about this. You would have never gone through that depression. It would have been out on the table. And it was me reaching out my hand being like, can you meet me halfway? And you were like, no. Yeah. No, I got to meet myself over here. And I'm like, no, no, please. Just like. Meet me halfway. Like I, I put out a line. Can you come in and can you like reel me back in? Can you, can you help me out of the water? And you were like, I'm drowning. You know what? You know, every human being's different. The good news is that he did text me first, which is a step, but that was kind of against our rules. And so I tried to clearly say, call me when you're in a better place. And now I'm just waiting. And this is where we're at. And I don't know if I will get through to him. I don't know if he will understand my side and what I'm trying to say, which has nothing to do with the podcast and recording. I just was so emotional that I've already said, I don't like when you don't call me back and I have to keep calling you and I'm, tr- I'm just chasing you around. Like I feel pathetic. I genuinely feel 
pathetic. And I know he's going through a lot and I probably shouldn't have pushed him in that moment when he woke up from a nap. But at the same time, I've been protecting his feelings a lot and I don't want to hurt him. And I, other times when he's been, you know, going through stressful times and I have had issues with us, I've sat back and I've just like cried by myself and not said anything. And this time I'm like, no, this isn't fair. We just fucking talked about this. Oh my God. And my feelings were just flaring up and so hurt. So here we are waiting. And now you get to wait with me because I don't know when the next episode is coming out. This is a, this is quite the journey, quite the hiccup in our relationship. And I don't really know where to go from here. So I will leave this episode as such. I'm going to say, I guess we're going to take a break from the podcast until we talk. And I don't know when that's going to be because I'm not going to lead the way this time. I probably should because I'm, I think the bigger person in this kind of situation or more emotionally able to understand and I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'm being stubborn. I know that, but I don't want to do it because I have been the one to reach out all the other times. Like, and we've talked about that on the episode that I hope he would remember because you're the parent, you should have called me. And we've talked about this already, but because you're the parent, you you have to be the bigger person sometimes. And I think that's where I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I'm sick of being the bigger person. Things are going to be hard and you have to like overcome it and put yourself aside to take that challenge and go through that fucking hardship and call. And then I'm worried that he's just going to wait for me to reach out because of what he said on this episode. My, my approach to everything with people in general is I let them, or with you, now, this sounds crazy, all okay. right? I, I trusted God. I let go and let God. <laughs> that, that's what I do. That's what I did uh, with you. Uh-huh. And what that means is I'm not going to force her to come see me or I'm not going to guilt trip her into come and see me. I was really careful not to be manipulative with you. I was totally like, okay, I'll just keep calling just letting it go to God or no, 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 no just, just yeah. get, hear go, go. me out. Just yeah. letting me like, I get what you're like. I know where you're coming from because I'm like, Oh, what you're saying is literally what I would do with guys. I like, I like you. I'm putting in the effort. You're not, you know what? I'll give you your space. And if you come back, you come back and let's see what happens. I'm just going to leave it to you and trust that I'm doing the right thing. So now I'm going to take his advice and I'm going to let be and let God and hope that he comes to me. I don't know. This shit makes me really sad. It's uh, hard. Oh God, I just said that out loud that I get emotional. It's hard to deal with. I do have this fear that we won't talk for a long time. I hope that's not the case. But I did find a clip that sums everything up and actually foreshadows what is going on now, which makes me wonder if my goal of the podcast is defeated and what the next step is.
that's where I think that as much as I'm like healed, I'm not healed. Like I think I'm like waiting every minute to be like disappointed. Yeah. I test people now because I'm like, are you going to come through? So my goal, I would say like at the end of the podcast, well, there is no end because this is an ever evolving relationship, but I hope by the end of the week, I want to see if I can actually come like trust and be like, Oh no, he'll come through. But what's going to happen is this. If you're, if you take that position yeah, and something comes up where I really can't come, you're going to have a relapse of feeling that I didn't come through. So that's why I'm trying to see if like what it takes for me to actually fully trust that if you don't come through, I won't have a relapse. Right. Because it will happen. There will be a situation where like, for instance, if I say I'm going to be in new Orleans on the 15th, which I intend to be. Yeah. But something might come up where I can't, you know, uh, who knows? I could be in a car crash or I could be sick or whatever, or I could have an opportunity that could be like over the top where I can't make it. It's a trust thing. Yes. The more that I grow up and the more that I'm like, my career matters so much is the more that I do understand that. So if you did have a big opportunity, then I would be like, okay. However, I could be okay, but I do still have in my blood, like you owe me. And I wish I didn't have it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't help it. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, so with this project, my goal is maybe if we do all these things and you put, and you sacrifice and you put yourself on the line doing this stupid shit, maybe it'll like heal some of that and I can let some of this other shit go. So this is a situation where something came up and I'm not healed and I'm not dealing with it well. And when is the something a good enough excuse for me to feel not abandoned or me to feel okay with it? This something I think has to be more weighted. As I said, if it was a job, if he was genuinely sick, like when he was the first day we were supposed to record, then I get it. I do get it. But I've been trying to get a hold of him, you know, to say happy birthday for Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And I just feel exhausted. And the other thing is, is that I've always said, like, I feel very uncomfortable crying in front of him. And I said it on the podcast. I don't want to cry in front of people. And it's like harder to cry in front of you because like, as much as you're my dad, I, I, you haven't seen me cry that much. And so it's like, that's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I can cry in front of Matt, but I don't want to cry in front of, you know, and I did end up crying in front of him and it did not feel good when I broke down and I was like, I'm exhausted. And then we started fighting. I'm already embarrassed and vulnerable and I don't even feel comfortable being vulnerable in front of him to that kind of extent. I do on the podcast, which is weird, but not behind closed doors. And I was like, you know what? Just let your emotions out this relationship is growing. Like you got to be honest. And then I did. And Oh boy. So I, I don't know what to do next. And I am not going to be the one to reach out because I just, as I said, I don't think it would be satisfying after all that's been said, after all I've expressed and after all he's discussed with me and his reasoning and us coming to an understanding me reaching out 
it feels like this is so fucked up, but it feels like defeat. And I will be resentful if I'm the one to try to make amends. So I just feel empty. I don't know. I am trying not to get emotional right now and I should probably stop recording. But hopefully we will be back (laughs) shortly and this episode took a while for me to put out because as you can see, it's a tough one. So I'll try and keep you updated. I'm trying to figure out if to continue to record with other dads or what to do. But in the meantime, I am going to be working on our YouTube channel with way more videos and clips and things that we have done together because I haven't had time doing both. Can't do it all. You know, really, really trying to multitask. But now with these emotions, I think that going back to our fun experiences may be helpful or I'm just living in denial. So I'll try and keep you updated. Thanks for sticking with us. Don't forget, patreon.com slash Nikki Vaughn. Oh God, it feels so weird saying that kind of stuff. And hopefully we will be back soon.